No, I can't freestyle. Okay. Uh, I get too stressed out, I mean, and I can't. Can I, so. uh, and there was like in college, there was a time where a group of folks I would hang out with would often want to freestyle, and even that bled into when I moved to Chicago. And you know, the thing about freestyle is it's not freestyle. You know, like people no, just it's, it's, insert it's a lot of pre-written, what they've already yeah. written or memorized or. Whatever, and especially when you're talking, you're freestyling with like friends, yeah, who maybe like have like a bunch of rap songs they've written down, yeah, and then they might be using those. See, I didn't really understand that for a long time, so I would literally try to one hundred percent off the dome everything, and oh. then I would get too stressed out, and then I would start using the same words too often, and then I would get in my head, and then I would stop stop trying. So no, my answer is no. Yeah, I feel like um, the more I've learned about the hip hop community, the more I'm like, oh, it's 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 fine. It's okay that these are pre written, but yeah. like, but you lose like as a as a as a young Danny, you lose a little bit of the magic. Well, there's you there, lose a little bit of the magic when you're like, oh man, that freestyle was crazy, man, and like, yeah, half of that was pre written. I was like, oh yeah, oh, it's like it's like when you find out your favorite rapper. Yeah, it just has like a, a team of writers or your favorite artist just has teams of writers. Yeah. I, I, there's some, there's some like sway in the mornings. Yeah. Where you can tell it is yeah. off the dome and those yeah. are always the best ones. But when it's like so easy, like, I don't know, like maybe Kendrick Lamar can actually do it. Maybe Donald Glover can actually do it. Yeah. Maybe like they're like Tyler, the creator, maybe because he like probably just comes started up with, with a bunch of goofy wacky like yeah. freestyling with friends i don't know but no uh it's too stressful not into it yeah no and also what's less cool than a soon to be 31 year old white guy <laughs> being like yeah, no, I'm good at freestyling. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm no, I'm not, uh, yeah, freestyling yeah, sick, yeah, dude. Sick, I love, man. dude. Freestyling is my life. <laughs> okay, Lil Dicky's my hero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the album Professional Rapper. It's oh top god. five best albums. Oh my god! Uh, Listen, I like Lil Dicky, but the uh, the stands can be a little weird sometimes. I, I mean, any stand of any fan gets weird. Yeah, I did. I mean, we all listened to Little Dicky. We all listened to Little Dicky at a time, and we were having some fun, and we were like, oh, he's, he raps fast. And that's something that can really trick people into thinking you're awesome, is rapping quick. Yeah. Uh, and as Little Wayne says, I don't rap fast, I rap slow, because I mean every letter in the words of the sentence of my quotes, I think is the lyric, because he's combating how he raps yeah. relatively slow <laughs> compared to like most rappers of, yeah especially stuff that hits the mainstream yeah yeah i mean the fastest he can really rap is uh six foot seven foot six probably foot, yeah. and then a million maybe as well uh, uh it's pretty it, slow well, yeah it is pretty slow. uh but there's one i think it let the beat build where he like tries to rap fast but then like you literally can't understand it anymore he just starts mumbling because <laughs> he can't move his tongue fast enough like which is funny and it's a great song but yeah he's not that fast well i mean there's there's a lot well you like you you're a big fast rap you like people rapping quick i do i do like quick 
cadence. What's the uh, what's the technical phrase for it? It's like not not when they're continuous rapping. Oh my god, I'm gonna get shamed online for it. Uh, it's it's when it's a specific studio technique where they rap a line and then the and then stop the recording and then they rap a different line and like they get it. It sounds very ple- uh, pleasurable to the ear because it's like mm-hmm. no stopping, mm-hmm. none of the. Uh, they cheat. I think that's what you're looking for. Well, they yeah, cheat. yeah, but there's it's a, it's a very specific technique because like oh the no, baby yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or, like because uh, I feel like Run the Jewels is really good at that. Yes, or, yes. or um, the man LP as a producer is really really good at almost making it sound like it's it's like you can you feel the energy of coming back in right. And like sometimes they'll subtly like pan well, it. it. It works, especially it depends on the song, right? Like it works really well, especially if you're trying to give lines oomph back to back. Whereas, you know, going in one shot, you might lose a little bit of that like additional enunciation on like a word when you're starting a new bar. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you're gonna run out of breath, you know. And breath control yeah. is extremely important to successfully rapping yeah i mean they need they all have vocal coaches i wonder if all of them i don't know maybe i, don't know. I, I mean i, I don't imagine a lot of them do because there's only so much that production magic can take you or just so it can only take you so far yeah it's 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 a great question and i wish i knew a bunch of famous rappers that i could well ask. at least anyone that's like going continuous and not like chopping it up as much yeah. Well, that's fine. You know that I believe marijuana smoking, like actual smoking of it, can like make your lung capacity bigger. So huh. you can technically take in more air. But I think it's like not like, oh, you can rap longer if you smoke weed. But it's a it's a it's something that someone said. No no fact checking me there. That's not allowed. That's just I'm saying that's a feeling. And uh, feelings are facts now, so it feels like it's feels right, not right. Okay, <laughs> I disagree, and and I will now demonize. Yeah, you. <laughs> let me feel. Let me fill my lungs with smoke. I mean, it you know, and expand them. Yes, that that works. Uh, I I like that we're past the point with like weed and stuff where, like, it's weed is only good. Like oh, now, I, I now, feel like the pendulum's starting to swing back the other way, where well, it's like, hey, guys, actually, it's not like, you can't just do this forever and be 100% healthy. Right. It's like, and it's also, it's like, hey, like, anything that's coming inside your body lungs-wise... That isn't air That's not water. air, and water's not good for well, your lungs, for but, your lungs no. but yeah, it's like, probably gonna have some downstream implications. Yeah, yeah. It's It's the whole, like... I you can't get addicted to weed. I'm like that feels that feels like a like maybe chemically sure. I, I but, think you can't chemically get addicted right, to but weed, like, but you can absolutely be addicted. Yes, one hundred percent. So it is it is changing. Wow, how did we? Okay, you rappers so rapper and then, yeah, and I'm like, not conflating the two. There are plenty of straight edge rappers. Uh, shouts out to whoever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to- back. The DMGT podcast. I don't know why I did that. Uh, was that? Um, Danny, how was your week of the towards the end of the pandemic? Um, 
it's it's I'm starting to get into some debauchery, you know. It's mm. going pretty well, I think. Uh, I'm I I gotta say after last weekend because it was a long Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, uh, I think I went a little too hard. It okay, was like f- three four straight days of like doing something, not necessarily going out and drinking, but like I was doing something that right. required energy. Yeah, and maybe three out of those four included drinking in some capacity, but. Yeah, that I that recovery was a little rough throughout the like Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday like just the fatigue hit me hard. Um, so I slowed it down a, like a smidge this weekend. Yeah, and uh, it was a good time. You know, I'm I'm having a good time like seeing people. I saw you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we went mm-hmm. out drinking. We went to dinner. Um, that you know, it's 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 that part like. I'm a, I'm a I'm a foodie guy and I'm a like a social drinker so like being out at a bar and like hopping around a little bit is fun. Yeah. But also like I missed just like like what we did on Saturday. Let's just sit down and grab a beer and some food and mm-hmm. that was great. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then we I mean we went out afterwards. Well, I mean, you know, you said, you know, I went a little less hard. And I would say I I maybe went more hard this weekend in terms of drinking. Uh because there is something intoxicating about being at a place with friends for the yeah. first time in a long time. Oh, yeah. Not stressing out. I mean, we went to a place where it was like, hey, if you're vaccinated, fuck masks, right? And I'm like, hey, we are vaccinated. So, yeah, that sounds great. Well, they were actually like, you can only come in if you're vaccinated. Oh, that was that. Yeah, That's the second place, too. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, like, you know, like, you're moving, you're grooving. Oh, I have a yeah. drink in my hand the whole time. What often happens to me, that's how I get in trouble. Is like I'm a very social drinker in the sense of if I am being sociable at a bar, I'm drinking the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, yeah, it's not good. Uh, (laughs) It's not good. And and then the other part is, it takes me a long time to get hit by it. So people, you know, usually it's like I gotta go. That's it's like it all hits me at once. Yeah, I've I've seen it happen before where it's like, just the the like instant wave, and you're like. I'm leaving now and yep. then gone. Yeah. Literally that second. Yeah. It's very fun. I didn't, I don't think I got there. No, but, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Uh, Another hour and you would have been there. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, thankfully we're too old to stay out that late. Yeah. At this point, I think that's really what it is. <laughs> like yeah. that saved me because it was like everyone was just tired. <laughs> well, we had come over from the Sox game and like, yeah. And it was oh, so hot and, yeah, by that time I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm, I I want to go home and sleep now. I'm yeah, like I'm trying to shower and, and knock out. So yeah, but yeah, we're doing stuff. We're back, baby. So like I'm ha- yeah. I'm excited to be doing things and like not just drinking, but like going to the movies, mm-hmm. um, just being at like at a farmer's market and like just doing stuff. You know, like, I that's... went to my first movie uh, on what Friday. What did you see? I saw a Quiet Place too. Oh. Have you, you saw I, it too, I right? That was my first. That was no, my second movie. Hey, you know, <laughs> a quiet place too. There's times where it's quiet, and there was times <laughs> where I was trying to get into my skittles, and it was real loud. You know, a uh, uh, fun aside to that is that uh, most movie theaters actually do- didn't love airing the first one because of that. What you just mentioned, because like people were too people, stressed. People out. were too stressed out to like buy food from the concessions. Because it's so quiet throughout a lot of the film mm-hmm. that you don't want to like disrupt. The no, ambience. I feel you. I feel you. It was tough. It was tough. And you know the one the one bummer thing of my experience was yeah. 
their butter machine was broken. Oh, and I was like, this thing no. hasn't probably been used. And like, of course, it's Cos- not going to work. Well, I mean, but probably. and then I was like, hey, that's totally fine because we are still in a pandemic and it's better to give grace to folks working at any place. Oh, yeah. Than listen. being pissed off that I no, couldn't get butter. No, yeah. I mean, I, I literally she she was very surprised that my answer was like, oh, cool. I'll take the popcorn. <laughs> like and I and I was like and she was like I'm so sorry I'm like oh no I really it's total like who it's not some did you break it like no but <laughs> well if you but, did. but if you did <laughs> now I'm pissed but it's really like it's always so crazy no yeah, How, yeah like all the horror stories of people working at places that don't pay them enough and then like something goes wrong during the pandemic and you're like this person's literally risking their lives because they have to not because they want to no no. Um, and then people being rude. Just my fa- my favorite thing, and by favorite, I mean it's like I hate it. It's stupid. Is when someone like if especially if you're just like a you're a patron on the side or you happen to yeah. be there, and then someone goes, "Well, you've just lost my business." I'm like, listen, <laughs> this minimum wage employee does not care. Yeah, it, you can, please they'll be fine. And it's also like they like when that happens at any any layer any level. Well, of in it, any capacity, it doesn't even have to be again. Like, like I'm like yeah. The only thing, it's like, are you just quick questions before I give a shit about how I respond to you, <laughs> person who says this? Yeah. Are you a billionaire and you have like limitless, like, influence? Do you have like, literally like two to three hundred thousand followers? that are engaged with you on some social media. If it's not those two answers, no business cares about one customer. <laughs> well, even that the the crazy part too is like even if they have that many that much of an influence, enough people just to spite that person will attend that business. That so happened it's like it'll that turn was, it around. I think in uh I want to say Texas there was some controversy this week or today even or over the weekend about like you know, someone having a pride cookie, selling them at a bakery, and then people getting all pissed off because they're really, really stupid people that don't understand yeah, yeah. that freedom Boy. of speech protects your religion and your beliefs and also the ones that aren't yours that you don't share. Yep. That's a, it's a two-way street. Yep. Uh, and so there was a bakery selling pride cookies, and there was an outroar in the community because gay people are going to steal babies the frogs or something something with the frogs I or think. it's icky because you're a child like i don't what there's some reason about it can't ever pinpoint anything of substance with it no uh never truly but then what happened was just like you said like people were like we're boycotting bakeries because they put a rainbow on a cookie <laughs> and then uh, like the like, I think uh, just the online community was like, "Hey, what if we what if we bought everything in your bakery for like a week?" Sick. See, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. That's so sick. Yeah. So like, sometimes the internet can do stuff like that. So it's it's fine. Sometimes. Uh, Spencer, what are we talking about today, man? Today we're gonna briefly touch on some dumb <laughs> Apple stuff that we don't even like to, but I don't know. We've kind of like we gotten uh, into a place where we have to talk we about have it. Have to. Uh, and then we'll be, Danny, you'll be asking me, I think, a little bit about yeah. my current state of my home theater journey. And then we'll we'll move into talking a little bit more about the online communities of kind of enthusiast spaces yep. that, that we're both a part of in different ways yep. and 
you know, skate around in different ways. And, and then we'll finish it up by, by talking about our song of the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. So for those of you that are unaware, it's WWDC, which is Apple's pretty big yearly um, developers conference. Yeah. Usually they do like, they invite people, blah, 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 to do things. It's usually a little bit of a bigger or like longer events and things yeah. than like their normal, like we're announcing an iPhone, blah, blah, blah. That's stuff that like the consumers care about, but this is what like the developers conference. So this yeah. is like a con for whatever thing um, where developers go in, whatever iOS updates are coming, Mac is coming. And this is basically what turns into the stuff that you see on your iPads, on your phones, watches and, and Macs now. Um, but it's heavily software based. And like the first day or so they'll like focus on like the consumer facing aspect of it and a little mm. bit of the developer facing mm-hmm. aspect of it. And then the rest of the week is just like just tech stuff. Yeah. So it's like if you send a developer to a conference or something, like yeah, they're just talking about the technology behind it. They're chilling. Yeah. They're yeah, having they're a good chilling. time. They're a bunch of nerds. Um which from that from that angle, super cool. Like go do that if if that's that's what you're interested in. But for anyone listening here, Kind of just some quick updates to Mac OS, iPhone, and and to watch a little bit. They did like some health updates. Nothing really crazy to to talk about, but I I do think that some of the iOS and like especially the FaceTime stuff mm-hmm. is uh, at least like oh this is this is a nice thing that they're adding. Danny, I've had a lot of heart, uh, a lot of tough times listening right now because yeah. I've been <laughs> trying to figure out what are two W words I can put in front of Dane Cook. To make a fun <laughs> joke about that, and I could not get oh, there. I saw you in a sentence that made there. any coherence. Like, what is this guy cooking up? Like, but I honestly, really, there's something there. Uh, if you have a good WWDC that is specifically with Dan Cook, um, go ahead and tweet it at us at the DMGT. Yep, that's it at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Or leave it, leave it in a comment somewhere on YouTube or TikTok, and maybe we'll shout you out. That would be fun, like a little segment like that. Yeah, no, we definitely will shout you out. Yes, for sure. Yeah, because you probably Our, will be the only yeah, one yeah, to do it. Yeah, so. there'll be one, maybe <laughs> one person doing it, and, you know, much love. Yeah. What, what did you see about the, uh, the FaceTime thing? So it seems like FaceTime is starting or will be available on different browsers and different things than just mac or apple products yeah um that'll be cool uh i'm interested to see how that goes because like i think there it's coming to a point where there's so many apple oriented subscription things that are non-platform specific right that it does make sense to start offering like a facetime in a sense in a way it does and like to be to be honest the thing i'm most interested in will they Make iMessage multi-platform it, eventually. And I would, like, the thing they don't understand, it would be the one subscription I would actually pay for from Apple. I'm not going to do music. I'm not going to do Apple TV. Yeah. But I would absolutely give them $7 a month to mm-hmm. be able to use iMessage exactly how it is on my phone on some different device. Uh. Because I would love to not have an iPhone, but iMessage is too all encompassing. And it is very functional too. So 
Yeah, it does a yeah. good job. It feels like it feels like uh, the move to like allowing FaceTime and like it's kind of headed in, in that direction. I don't know if Apple will ever actually do it, um, but as the world goes more like, especially the tech world, as it evolves into more like, you know what, just do it on whatever device you have and like yeah. pay for the subscription for the software. That is. Um, that's where it might end up going, anyways, because if they'll they'll make it them they'll they'll get that money anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like one of those where it's like, okay, cool, you're kind of like going on par with like a Google Hangouts yeah. or a Zoom, or like you're you're gonna get the grid view as well. So like, it's just another video calling thing that's kind of making it more accessible because the technology was already there, but it's just making it more accessible. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I do FaceTime. Like FaceTime is like. I if uh, if like I'm calling my mom or like my siblings and like we'll do a quick FaceTime like we don't do phone calls anymore and it's just so easy because they all have their iPhones. Yeah, it is. It is easy. But also the thing about the thing I hate about FaceTime and doing FaceTime, there's a very, very funny TikTok that's like (laughs) point of view, your phone and I'm face calling FaceTiming you. Yeah. And it's like the classic like. Someone FaceTimes you, like you're not the initiator of the oh, FaceTime, yeah. and then they're exceedingly chaotic and not ready to be on a video <laughs> call in any capacity, and they're just like banging around, like their phones like facing like the sink, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Are well, you okay? That's <laughs> the crazy part to me sometimes, because it's like, what would be different if you like picked up the normal uh, the phone? You would just... Be attentive to your phone right. within your hand. But then why does it need to even be a video call at that point? If like, you know, if I'm calling like, and you know, it's like with parents, it's with anybody, but you're calling them and then it's like, they're like well, flinging yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. If, and if, like, if, if someone's notoriously doing all of that, like at it's that point. It's every single yeah, person on not, a FaceTime call. No, in the world. Not. No, Unless you're not. someone like me who's an insane person who like finds places in my house to take FaceTime calls. Where my phone can be propped in a way that I feel like is yeah. helpful to like motion sickness. <laughs> I well, it's like you just you're just shooting the shit, especially if like you can't see someone regularly or whatever. Like and you're just shooting the shit. You know what? Let it's me fine. just tell me if you changed, if you look different, and then we can Facetime then. <laughs> but if you if you look the same <laughs> as I've always seen you, what what am I, what, what 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 like what do I need? All right, we're going to let the crowd decide here. We're going to let the crowd decide. <laughs> I'm in the minority here. I understand that. <laughs> but it's fine. Anyways, they're they're doing that, so it'll be good. And then, like, Apple Maps is just like, like oh, this is a big deal. They're, like, letting you survival times and, like, when you should leave for blah, blah. Like, oh, so you know, the stuff that Google's been doing for give me 10 the, years. Give me the stupid, like, mean girl meme of, like, stop trying to make Apple Maps happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. It might be better. I will never use it. It is not better. Okay, there it you go. It is not better. <laughs> then I it's definitely still playing won't. catch up. So <laughs> okay. No. no. Uh, the, the old I even get frustrated with Google Maps at this point. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, so much. It's just so much going on. It's too much going on, and I'm mad at my cars system thing that I subscribe to because that's how I can oh, get remote start. No, no, thank you. You know what? Kia, Uvo, Uvo, Ovo. I don't know how to say it. Please. Please give us an give us a way to turn off the traffic camera light warning because I live 
in Chicago. And guess what? Every fucking light has that. And you don't need to tell me every five blocks and turn down my music to tell me that there's a speed trap or a light camera. Guess what? I stop at red lights. I go to the yeah. speed limit because it's Chicago. You it's literally Chicago. There's, can't There's so speed. much traffic. You can't speed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's killing me. It, it, it is ridiculous. Like, I don't really care for that. View. Well, I'm not subscribed to that on my car, so. Well, it's, it's so, it's, it's really, it was for the winter so I could remote start. Oh. Um, and I love it. You can't, otherwise. you can't do it from like you don't like you don't have an app on it. That you can the just app like, is, oh, and you have to subscribe. To, it's that's, real. It, that's, yeah. it's pretty Yuck. annoying. Yucky. I mean, again, I have a Kia, so it's not like it's not luxury. It's, well, my Chevy Cruze let me do that without a subscription. So. Okay, rude. <laughs> I mean, maybe I didn't need a subscription. I don't know. It was free for the first year or something. Oh, okay. So well, in that case, whatever. It's fine. But yeah, that's pretty much the extent of the Apple stuff. I mean, iOS. I mean, iOS, the new iOS updates, whenever you get that, like, they update sound, like, the visuals and stuff, so it feels like a new phone if you're not going to get the new iPhone. That's the way I always saw them. Like, All okay. I know about my and iPhone. And then you, like, notice it for a day and yeah. forget about it. All I know about my iPhone is no matter when I've charged this thing, it's it's just draining battery, like, absolutely crazy. And I, I don't really even do much on it anymore, but, like, I, my phone was on the charger like all day and it still is like 10% gone. And I haven't, I literally haven't used it since I took it off. What do you have again? The, the, the 11 Ale- XR. The XR. So huh. it's like two years old, I guess. Okay. But whatever. Um, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the freaking mini. I think the little, the little guy. Ooh, my next guy is going to be a little, little guy. guy's fun. Love a little phone. Yeah. That's good. That's good. No, I mean, other than that, that's pretty much what we got on the Apple stuff. It's, listen, people, um, I think some people are, like, disappointed that they didn't talk about any hardware stuff. And it's like, they never talk about hardware at WWDC. Like, is There's going to be a know, new end chip. There will, be a, there will be events for that specifically. I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm waiting for that new uh, M chip 16-inch MacBook Pro because mm-hmm. I want that because this is the one that we're recording on right now has been repaired twice already for the same issue. So it which was it's like some something with a logic board it start it stops powering on like at all. So probably cuz it's too big. It's such a big computer. <laughs> uh, you do you There's do too much space in there pinging around like things oh. are just jiggling around in there. <laughs> yeah, I put some coins on the side <laughs> into the vents. It's really messing with all the the computer chip yeah, that's. Parts. I'm pretty sure how it works. Okay. You have an Ant Man situation. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's pulling shit from mm-hmm. my logic board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really unfortunate because it. I, no, I paid once. I paid once, but then the second repair was free because it was within the 30 days. That very sucks. annoying. That very annoying. Um, cool. So let's move on to the next stuff, Spencer. You've been. You've been because you're in a new place now. I am. You've been really digging into, and by the way, go check out the uh, blog series. There's yeah. going to be a new post coming up this week um, that Spencer wrote himself all about the home theater stuff. So if you've been following that, let's talk a little bit about what Spencer's actually been doing. He's yeah. practicing what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, so how's it going? I saw that you have the, uh, not the projector, but I have the, the, screen. Uh, the screen. Yeah. So I left social media. Fully January 1, basically. Like, that was 
yeah. was off most everything. Then I got off of everything. I don't count Twitter because I've never been obsessed with Twitter. Like I will track Twitter like legitimately like twice a week and for like two minutes. Yeah. Mostly just to like DMGT stuff and or Christine stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> occasionally it. throw one to you or whoever I see that's at the top. Because I'm like, <laughs> how weird is it if I go back to the last time I was on? Um, but in my time, like using my phone has basically just become researching home theater stuff. <laughs> like obsessively, like to a to a point where I think I started actually buying stuff to just get it out of my head. Um, so I just got my screen delivered and set up, not fully set up cause I still haven't been able to mount it. Um, but it is a elite screen. It's called the Sable two series and it's uh, a UHD Cinewhite screen material. Uh, it says it's 4k ready, 3d ready. I mean, it's just a screen. Wow. Um, and it's a tensioned screen. So I had to put like a hundred different springs individually on the back oh, to tension the the screen it was the setup like we were supposed to be hanging out on that saturday was when i got it um it was like two and a half hours of like putting this screen together that makes sense like it was that many springs yeah it was complicated and like i had to figure out like what things mean because like honestly the instructions weren't very clear all the time i think i did it right we're still gonna find i mean who knows it could explode uh but it looks really good. Like there's no blemishes, no it issues with the. I'm really excited to shoot light at it. Yeah. Um. And I have purchased the BenQ TK 700 STI short throw, not ultra short throw. Those are two different things, but a short throw projector that's gaming forward. So yeah, kind of my thing about it right now is. And we can talk more about this when we talk about enthusiast communities. But I was flirting with spending a lot more money, like over double the amount to get like a flagship ultra short throw, which is one where you can put it like a less than a foot away from the wall where your screen is and still have like a hundred inch, 120 inch screen. Uh, They're more expensive. It's newer type of projector. It's also just like more upmarket in terms of the specs. But then you read more and more and more and more and you realize, oh, for like about half that price, you can get a more normal throw projector that'll perform very similarly. What's what's the, I guess, the, the, the part for me that is, I don't understand fully, is what's the use case for an ultra short throw? If you already, if you have a space... You have space for a 100-inch screen. Yeah. yeah, it's a good question. So, convenience. Uh, the thing that I've been learning the most is projectors, the reason that projectors aren't super ubiquitous and, like, more people don't have them is, like, the perceived toughness and complexity of having a projector. Um, because there's, yeah. like, you know, there's a lamp there's the bulb you might have to replace. There's uh, fan noise everybody gets really freaked out about. And uh, so, like, the idea of the ultra short throw is, hey, projectors and projector companies, like, because there's, you know, we have, like, Optima, uh, BenQ, Epson, uh, 
LG is in the game pretty heavily. Samsung just re-entered the game after like 10 years of not. Yeah. Sony, that. like there's there's like some companies that like more or less are projector companies that may have other stuff, but like that's where that's probably their like high-end gear stuff. And I don't know what happened, but as like TVs came down in price, I think, and bigger TVs became less expensive. Yeah. They were like, well, we can only sell like a, you know, like this room couldn't have a projector in the modern, in like normal times. Like, right. Cause it's like what? 10 by 10. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big, nice blank wall that could be used for a big screen, but traditional tr- projectors you would never be able to put in here. Right. So it's kind of the idea of like the flexibility of space aside gotcha. from the big wall. Gotcha. And they're like all marketed as a, this is a re- TV replacement that can be, twice as big of a, as a screen. Because when you talk about a 120-inch screen compared to a 65, and that's 110 in there uh, in, in my other room. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. We're talking yeah. like that's 60% more screen than a 65-inch TV. That's a good point. Like it's, it's like you can fit two and a half of my 65-inch TV on that 110 if you like cut it up. Now, what is the cost like trade-off there? Uh, so that's the thing about ultra short throws is... They're expensive. So, like, you're going to spend three grand right now. Oof. Yeah. There's a couple that are cheaper, but those are usually going to be 1080p uh, resolution. Give me my OLED. And at that point, you should get an OLED, yeah. right? And the thing about projectors that, like, people are, I don't, I didn't realize until I really started looking at it, there's always going to be a trade off. Like, unless you're spending, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Five grand plus, like, and I'm talking like legitimately more than five grand. Every single projector has a trade off. There's going to be one thing that it does super well, and a bunch of things it does okay, and then probably one thing that you're going to, that you could obsess over if you want to. And so, like, the thing with this projector that I bought, it's, it's like the brand new one from BenQ. They only make like gaming monitors and projectors. Yeah. Uh, they've been around forever doing both of those things. They released the TK700 STI, like just like I basically got one of the pre order rounds. So it's like it's in the mail, it's coming. But the thing about the price point I'm at, which is like 1500 bucks, is you know, that's how much I spent for my TV, is kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Like it's not that bad. Uh, it's going to do the big thing it says on like when it's like doing its marketing good and then everything else will be fine at that price point right and it's like just yeah you have to make that decision on what's the most important like i could have spent the same amount of money and like got an led light source like which is there's the lg uh ub70 something but it's like their kind of entry-level laser or led projection thirty thousand hour lamp life but it's not good in light at all. Mm. And it's not very good for gaming because it's like 70 millisecond let, like Ooh, response, yeah, which is like, yeah. you're going to feel it, right? So the BenQ is a normal projector light source. So it's only going to be three, 4,000 hours on high brightness, which is multiple years of viewing. Yeah. And the lamp's like 200 bucks. Um, but this thing is monitors. It's a gaming projector. So the best it'll do is at gaming. But then, like, you know, gaming things are usually going to be brighter, higher dynamic colors. So color reproduction might not be the best all the time. So the trade-off is really going to be 
It'll be great for gaming. I'm really excited to play games on it. It'll be good for movies. But there's going to be some washout in blacks. Like, I'm, that's just part of the trade-off of, of what you do. And yeah. that's the biggest thing I've learned so far. It's like when you start getting into well, I mean, home I, theater or really any you're, you're throwing, hobby. You're, you're, when you're trying to get blacks on a projector, you're, you're trying to get black from light. From light, which yeah. is, you can't, basically. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's like, there are like newer technology, like laser um, that, projectors. That, I see, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's like tri-laser projectors, so they, they literally will turn part of them off. Uh, in really, really high, high rates of firing off and they can get pretty good. But yeah, I mean, an OLED, an entry level OLED TV will have better blacks than almost any projector. I mean, I think it's also part of the experience, especially if like you're watching movies or like consuming content, like at that size and that scale, you're probably just like doing it because it's cool, but also, or like entertaining, cool to you. But also if you're going to like, um, entertain like have people over it's just nice to be like oh boom everyone everyone is gonna have a good angle because yeah. it's a huge ass screen yeah so i'm waiting i'm probably because i'm going out of town for my birthday so i my projector is probably going to be at a fedex and i'll have to go pick it up like next week um and then kind of over the next month or so i'm gonna start my audio stuff yeah because yeah. it's like everything costs Oof. money man yeah and like i'm not trying to do this in a way that like totally screws me so i'm going like slowly with stuff and trying to pay off hey, as much as i can building and, up to it yeah um but the next thing is i have to just pull the trigger on an av receiver Which bad time also, too yeah. super super stressful <laughs> to, to constantly look those up and you know, my projector is never going to be able to do 4K 120 because no projector can do 4K 120. It's, it's a lot. Uh, they can't do VRR uh, just because of DLP technology right. isn't there. So, like, we're potentially years away from that even mattering for a projector. So then I'm like, well, should I even care about that for an AV receiver? Because there's, like, five of them that can do that, and they're way too expensive. And Probably also, not. none of them work. <laughs> <laughs> uh like literally they're all gonna have to be sent back because they totally screwed up the board on all of them Oof. like that currently have 2.1 so it's like should i just go cheap and get like i mean inexpensive uh and just get something that's what my projector can do but for some reason i'm having a really hard time just making that choice uh and then i'm going with most likely the jamo 807 s s807 tower speakers and then the kind of beefier center channel. And I'm nice. just going to start, see what a 3.0 system sounds like. Maybe four or five months from now, add some, add to surround and then maybe yeah. potentially add some Atmos. But that room I think is going to bounce sound all around. So I don't think Atmos matters, but. Are you going to, are you going to try to soundproof at all? Or is you're just going to go with like strategic things that might help with the sound dampening a little bit? Like to dampen it from like neighbors or. Just no, make no, it no. more acoustically sound. Well, acoustically, yeah. So I have what I we have like twelve a twelve by twelve grid of exercise workout foam stuff that like as as you know, Chicago's almost fully open. We're a five minute walk from a fifteen dollar a month gym that doesn't seem like anybody goes to. Yeah. <laughs> uh so like once no masks are needed, I'm just gonna go back to that gym and not 
devote as much of my house to gym stuff, still have my bike, still have weights, you know, yeah, to do yeah. them, but not like really want to build out a full ass gym. Uh, so I might just use those because it's like, yeah, high density foam. That's like basically what an acoustic panel will be. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, they are not going to look great, but this whole thing is my experiment or my first foray into yeah. knowing it because I know that you know, this is something that I'll probably just continue to tinker with and eventually spend more money on stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not being super precious with it. This that makes time. sense. That makes sense. I don't think you need to worry about the soundproofing as much or the sound. Yeah. Treating. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see what it sounds like. I mean, I've never had tower speakers, so I'm excited for that idea. Yeah. Tower speakers are fun. I'm, uh, I'd probably do similar things once I get to a place where if, if we're like buying a home or something, like definitely getting like either repurpose the basement or something for an entertainment space. Um, probably do similar things. I was thinking about adding like tower uh, floor speakers to to my living room setup where where I have the OLED and everything set mm-hmm. up. Um, it just doesn't make sense right now. Like we have we have like a five year old Vizio like five point one system. And honestly, it's still great. Like, it's it's uh it's like one of those it has like the the uh, the sound center bar at yep. the front, but like it's pretty long, so it's got the also it's like your three channels, the three channels yeah. there, and then like two speakers in the back. Um, and that's that still does the trick pretty well. It would be fun, like eventually, to get to a point where I can like mess around with Atmos, just because the concept of that is like yeah. it's just super cool to me. Spatial uh, audio is dope. It's very fun. It's, and I think I've gotten into that idea a little bit more with the PS5 because games like Returnal does the 3D audio really well. Um, and it's like, oh, this is this imagine imagine this, but with um, with like open space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very it's it's a very cool thing when you like have a PlayStation game that does 3D audio yeah. well, which like. It's still something people are figuring out, I think. I yeah. feel like everybody's saying, like, Returnal is, like, really knocks it out of the park. Um, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah, so... Another another thing that we'll read, that we'll hit, I'll hit on on the review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, speaking of soundbars, Danny... Yeah. I think this is a great moment to get into Ooh. my next... The next topic of enthusiast communities online and... Uh, why they're wild <laughs> it's it's an additional layer to the internet for whatever interest that you have yeah that you can really dive into and it's it's an experience because yeah yeah what what like what are you running into so the internet has everyone on it right yeah so that means anything that you like and anything that you're even good at or knowledgeable about yep you don't know jack shit about anything and you suck at yeah, yeah. it. Whatever it is. <laughs> like you're not the best at it. Like that's what the internet has always told every that, yeah, that's yep. really what it taught us. And I think that's why I just saw an article today that was like workers are like forcing companies to not treat them like shit more. And it's like and it's like, yeah, because we all realize we can't be famous <laughs> or like be a basketball player or like yeah. any of the dreams that we all had. It's like, oh, 
Okay, so you really do just become an adult and work. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, well then, if my boss is being an asshole, I'm going to leave my job. And then everybody does that. Yep. And then companies like, hey, everyone's leaving these jobs. We need... Why? We, we need we meat. Need, yeah. We need bodies. I guess we have to be nicer? Is that the answer? Wait, is it... Is it our fault? <laughs> No, it is the children <laughs> who are wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's always the answer, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah this person's leaving because they suck. It's like, well, I mean, you know, that's like the seventeenth person. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a trend. Maybe here. be reflective. Um, God forbid. <sighs> but so I saw that, and it was like, yeah, that's true. Like, there's so there's so now it's like, okay, well, I'm not famous or whatever. My hobby. That yep. is my identity yep. because I don't. We all are very scared of work becoming our de- identity. I think that's that ship's kind of sailed at. Like, it's always like I don't know anybody who's like, yes, I'm my job. No, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah. it's like, but we all want to be good at stuff still. Yeah. And like hobby communities yeah. and hobby forums are like kind of where similar minded people are going to gravitate towards. Uh, and this happens on like any threads or any subreddit or any forum like whatever it is like there's the people on the r slash mba which is like mostly a shit posting forum for the mba yep. like a lot of copy pasta a lot of fun jokes and there's like all sorts of inside jokes there um but there's also like people who will absolutely mess you up about not knowing as much as they do on the mba right yeah and that's yes. just about sports right and sports communities can be really toxic but I started going on like home theater forums because like the thing that I've really noticed and why I wrote the article series. Yeah. There's not a lot of clean information about how to start with so many different components of things. Yeah. Because like truly like home theater is not just buy a projector and a screen. Yeah, or just like a projector and throw it against the wall. It's math, man. Yeah. Like, it's math. Like, there's, you have to figure out what's your ratio, what's your throw distance? Like, what can you put in your space? Like, you have to get dimensions. You have to figure out for my amount of space, really, how much wattage do I need? How do my speakers have, what is the impedance on them? Well, this, well, this, it's just so many layers, like, as you like uncover more stuff. So, a lot of what you have to do is go on forums and search for similar types of questions that you have that literally don't exist anywhere else. Uh, And so I've been all over AVS forum, which is like the audio video forum that is not a Reddit. It's like a classic old school forum. They have every type of thing that someone like you or me could ever want. You can go just read just everyone who's owners of a certain piece of equipment, they have like owners threads for any like major equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's just people talking about their experience of that thing. Uh, and there's like a lot of contributors of the forums that have been around for years and years that will officially review them only on this forum. Like, wow. and then like do like insanely technical reviews. Like they're using calibration software. They're like, taking actual oh, measurements of stuff it's super nerdy yeah. and super super fun um they'll show like the gamma charts of things it's just wild right and like there's a there's a ton of collaboration and help and all of this fun stuff sometimes 
But if you ask the wrong question, <laughs> even though most yeah. people that are asking questions will say, hey, don't know anything. Just trying to understand X, Y, Z. And going back to the sound bars, if you were to say, my, Viz- my, Vizio, 5- my Vizio sound bar 5.1 yeah. is <laughs> kind of getting outdated and I'm looking to upgrade on the home theater subreddit, you will have 100 people screaming at you in the comments. Like, no joke, like, uh, like the entire fucking subreddit will come out to absolutely shit on you about how you could have ever, ever thought a soundbar was surround. Because guess what, Danny? It's not. It's not 5.1. Fuck you. You dumb <laughs> oh, asshole. Oh, boy. Fuck you. Yeah. Why don't you, hey, why don't you just take your soundbar and shove it up your ass? Like, people are saying, like, they're, they are attacking <laughs> you, your family, your ears. Oh, my God. There's, like, several manifestos on home theater. And manifesto is the ooh, only thing I could call ooh, it whoa. about how soundbars are not surround sound. And if you want to talk about soundbars, like, like, get the fuck away from us. This, this feels like... Uh, it's wild. I'm getting a lot of... Uh, do you remember the grilled cheese, the infamous grilled cheese post on Reddit? There's a subreddit. There's a sub. Oh, it's so good. I'm sure you've, you remembered it, but there's there there's a subreddit dedicated to grilled cheeses, mm-hmm. and it's just people posting pictures of their grilled cheeses. Sure. Either they made them or they got it at a restaurant, whatever. And obviously, the more aesthetically pleasing ones get the most votes, but whatever. And it's just people talking about grilled cheese. Yeah, seems like for grilled how cheeses. Could it, how could it go? How could it go wrong? This one dude went on a tirade long ass post about how everyone's fucking stupid mm-hmm. because anything that doesn't that has anything more than just cheese and a spread be it mayo or butter and specifically mayo or butter right. is no longer called a grilled cheese and you're all stupid for calling it grilled cheeses those are melts tomato uh, this melts, is coming back to me yeah tuna melts yeah 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 and it, it it is one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest Reddit posts right. of all time. It's because of the the just the sheer absurdity of yeah. someone going that hard on a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and that that type of stuff happens every second on any audio forum, home theater forum. And There's it, this one where yeah. this guy is like, <laughs> it's a really funny one because it's like a question that I've had that I just couldn't get an answer to. It took me so long to find an answer. Effectively, I can't mount my screen on the wall. It is a screen that's supposed to be mounted on a wall. A, huge gap in the market. Someone, if you create a universal screen stand and you sell it for even $100, uh, you would have had my $100. Sounds like a business idea. If there was an easy way to not have to mount something, you're missing out on a whole segment of people who are renters. What are y'all doing? Like, we don't want to yeah. put holes in walls. And also, I have a window that I'm dealing with, so I, 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 I can't easily mount it. I could get a stud finder, mount like a 2x4, and then mount it to a 2x4, oh, but I'm not doing oh, that no, shit. no, 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 no. Sounds yeah. insane. So I'm looking, I've been searching forums and searching online every way I could possibly think of phrasing the question of, hey, is there just like some way 
something I could buy online that I can like rig into a mount for a screen. Um, took a long time. Now, shout out to Projector Head on the Projector subreddit. He is the nicest man and the antithesis. Hell yeah, Projector Head. Truly the antithesis of all negativity on forums. He will answer kindly and uniquely every question on that forum. And he's probably answered the same questions eight to 900 times. Now, he is someone who sells projectors, so it's like his business. Uh, Makes sense. And he does great reviews on YouTube. And like he taught, like I learned a lot through his, his YouTube. He's kind of a dweeb. No shit. Of course he is. But really, really fun. Really nice guy. So he was, he's the only one that's ever answered this fucking question straight up <laughs> in the entirety of the internet. He's like, well, I have a projector store. That's all, like, I'm a specialist store, right? All like we have every screen that we can basically fit and you know, we change them out all the time. So we couldn't, we didn't want to wall mount every screen cause it's like a relatively permanent s- situation. Mm-hmm. It's like buy a Z rack, which is a clothing rack. That's like more heavy bottomed. Yeah. It's like industrial and basically drill two holes for the bolts. Oh, because they can raise up. Yeah. Like some of them go like 85 inches off of the, the ground of the the z rack and so that's so he's the only person that's ever answered the question i can't mount my screen on the wall sense yeah can you help me now every other variation of the question and every other answer including this one from this guy who's like hey i'm putting a projector in a room that is floor-to-ceiling windows it's like all windows there's no walls oh boy so i can't mount it on a wall because they they're windows yeah, He's yeah. very, very clear about this is a window-only place. Why do I feel like I know where this is going? Every single answer to that, and there's 25 of them, <laughs> oh, is, God. why don't you just mount it on your wall? And then he comes back <laughs> saying, I would absolutely love to mount it on my wall again. It's all windows. And they're like, yeah, but I think I really think you should mount it on the wall. They're like, there is no wall. They're like, what about metal beams? It's windows. <laughs> and like everyone's just being like, well, then why are you even doing it? Seems like you, it's like, okay. And then they, everyone always gets into if you have something that's not their opinion on something or you don't have several yeah. just satchels of money lying around, <laughs> you're just the dumbest idiot. And they will say like, you shouldn't even do it. If you're not going to do it, you shouldn't even do it. Like someone will be like, hey. I got a home theater in a box, you know, an actual 5.1 system with a sub subwoofer. Yeah. Yeah. With different speakers. Ooh, sharks to walk, sharks yeah, to blood. I'm sure. Ooh, I'm sure. Ooh, if you even mention that you might be getting like even the Klipsch 300, $400 5.1 system. Onkyo has a couple like Yamaha. Yeah. Oh, bad news. There are, there are, the, you're not going to get any helpful information <laughs> from anybody on that forum ever again. That That is the craziest part about like niche online communities, right? Because you will get, you know, a projector guy. Projector head. Projector head. Sorry. Who you, you'll run into these people that are super helpful and yeah. like very friendly and welcoming. Like, hey, I was there once or like whatever. They're selling you something. doesn't matter. They're very helpful. Um, but it, it's like it's like an, an internet rule or something that it must be met with the same opposing energy. Yeah, it's 
it's tough, man, because for something like that, I do think that's sometimes why people just don't join these types of niche communities where they want to. Which is crazy because like it, it's like you're doing a, a it's a shared interest. The forum and these communities exist because there was a shared interest. Right. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, like I'm I've gotten pretty heavy into the uh, the White Sox Twitter community, um, specifically the White Sox Twitter community because white uh, sports fandom is God. You you can you can be a fan of a, a sports team and like hate people because yeah they're they're assholes sometimes, and the drama that goes down within the community itself of White Sox Twitter specifically is. So entertaining. Yeah. And and I'm just happy to be like, I'm just what happens if I like I kick the kick the bucket this way? Oh my god, it'll yeah. it'll take off and like you're on one side or another. Some people are like, no, this player's the best. Like, no, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot yeah. for thinking oh, yeah. that this yeah. this player is anything but trash yeah. and garbage as a human being. It's like, what? These are polar opposites. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, like that's basically what the internet <laughs> internet forums are but i guess it's just like when it comes to something that is really hard to find information about oh oh my god you know and it's like well it, it's it's a similar thing I'm like we ran into it with um uh with the vinyl situation right cuz like we're looking at like amps and does the record player have a pre-built amp, uh, pre-built amp in there um all of this stuff and then, like, if you do anything that's not automatic for the uh, for the needle handle, mm. you have to weigh it, and you have to do all this calibration on it. And it's like, oh, Danny, it's, it's uh, I can't imagine it. The first time I did that, it took me three hours because I didn't understand it at all, and you could I could not find anything that explained it in a way I could understand until I was like truly like a hundred deep looking into YouTube videos, and I found one dude. Who has like 200 views and was like, hey, there's this weird thing that like the, the instructions for balancing your tone arm yeah. never go into. So you see how there's like the numbers? <laughs> so that should always be zero because your tracking force offsets where you're doing that. Yeah. And then you turn the number at the very end once it's already balanced. And I was like, oh. That, why isn't that clear anywhere else? Like, it's it's the tricky part about like, when we're specifically when you start getting into enthusiast niche things, right? Because I I guess back in the day, it was was just a lot of um, like tribal knowledge that just like you, 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 you your dad figured it out and they knew it or you bought it from a place and they would teach you about it. But even like having a conversation like, Let's say you just get into vinyl fresh, fresh today. You're like, oh, I, I bought a record. Does your, does your record player play 7-inch or 12-inch? And then you're like, what is yeah, that? What are, what, are, what, 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 are, what, are, what are these words that you're, why are you giving me numbers? Yeah. What the hell's going on here? And then you're looked at like an idiot. Idiot. And, and How like, dare you not know this and, stuff? And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to name call or anything, but God forbid you buy an Audio-Technica LT60 <laughs> and you talk about it on the internet. Danny, don't ever show oh, I your know. setup oh, on the internet. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's an automatic? Get fucked. 
Straight up. Why why don't you spend thirty bucks on sleeves and replace re-sleeve all your records? Which why don't you get I, some I freaking cassettes? <laughs> but it's like, listen, man, like a market and and and, a, and communities need to exist for beginners and for people that can't spend all this money on it. There's no reason yeah. why money should be a barrier of entry if it exists and it's available. Yeah. And that's the thing, like that's, that's what frustrates me the most because you know, I, you see so many posts in these forums that are people who aren't, you can like, they're, they're like, Hey, like my budget's really tight. I got like 600 bucks. Like, and of course they'll say like, I want like, especially for projector, they're like, I got like 600 bucks. I want a projector that's good for video gaming yep. and 4K and indoor and outdoor and like ha- can do a short throw screen, like all of these things. And no one like ever seems to go, hey, like, you know, there's the, you're going to be able to maybe get one of those for that price. Right now, it might do that one thing good. And it might do the other stuff bad, but like you just have to figure out what's your priority list. Yeah, like yeah. truly, what is the number one on it? That's where you should spend your money. And- Whatever's... <laughs> the best in that price range on the thing that's most important to you. And it's similar to the audiophile thing where it's like someone just getting into it isn't going to notice a lot of this stuff anyways. No. Like they're not going to notice that, hey, my blacks are kind of washed out here in the, in these scenes for this type of movie. No, they're going to be like, oh, it's a projector. They're like, oh, cool. I can, we're watching movies outside on the, on the side of my garage. Right. This is very fun. That's like, that's the thing uh, like that I've been thinking about. I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't spend a ton of money on this projector, like it's a lot of money to some people, but right now it's not killing me. Uh, but it's because like, there's less stakes for me. And I'm like, I'm probably just going to be really excited that I have a projector for like probably the lifetime of this one. Yeah. And then I'll just buy a new one. That's better. The next time it's, it's, it's it's like, I mean, even, even of less niche things, you you run into a similar situation because like I was super happy with my 4K TV for the five years that I had it. The it was a Vizio oh, 65 inch. It was a great it was a great TV. And then and now that I have the LG OLED, phenomenal television. Yeah, like I cannot rave enough about it. It's it feels very nice. But like when I had my Vizio, I wasn't like it's not an OLED. I was just consuming. I mean, you kind of were though. Well, yeah, I mean, you really wanted that OLED for a while. Once the PS5 was coming out, that's when I knew. But like for for almost the entire time, I was like, "Well, I'm watching my movies. I'm Mm -hmm. watching uh, my sports. I'm playing video games, and this is great. It's fine. It's doing the job." Yeah. Um, And and it's really weird because like in the music space in particular, um, if you're if you're buying an instrument or you're getting into production or anything like that, almost unanimously. The, the communities will be like, start with the cheapest things for now because you need to learn the skills first yeah. before you can even think about spending money. Spending money. Yeah. That's like, that's totally like, I honestly think this one dude got like delisted on YouTube because he was talking about building a speaker system. I, because I, I just want to rewatch the video. It's like yeah. just some guy, you know, there's a lot of just some guy on the internet with home theater where there's like no one watching their videos because it's just like, it's It's so niche. It's it's pretty niche, but he's just like, Hey, like this is what I tell people in my life who ask me about how they should start setting up. It's like, the thing is most people can't afford to just go all out right away. Right. So 
spend your money that on the most important things and build over time. And he was like, so the first thing you really need to think about is a receiver. Receivers are always going to get new ones coming out. So like, just get one that works for now. Yep. You can always spend more later. And the most important things are your center channels and your front, your left and your right. So you probably want to spend, you know, about the same amount of money on each of those individual speakers. Yeah. And if it's $500, it's, you know, uh, 150, 175 each. If it's a thousand, it's, you know, 300. Like, and he was just very clearly like, and then over time you can just add in other things and then you'll eventually have the system you want. And that's totally fine to do that. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have known that my vinyl record player I have now may like sounds as good as it does if I didn't start with the LP Audio Technica 60 uh, and then even <laughs> upgraded that to something just like a higher quality version of basically that same record yeah. player. And then now I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Like this does sound way better. I'm very excited. And a spoiler alert for next week, we're going to be having Danny listen to a couple different tracks on his setup with headphones, and we're going to use the same headphones, and then my setup with headphones, and we're going to talk about, you know, was this worth it? (laughs) 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 Or is it a figment of our imaginations? No, I mean, mean, we're both audiophiles to an extent, so I'm, I'm going to pick up on the differences, but... The the thing that that worries me about that is that I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna start looking at. I know, I know, players. but you. The thing is, you have me as an in where you can literally just <clears throat> buy exactly what I have. That's true. That's true, and, and you don't have, have to, to do research. Like yet. it's. Yeah. But the research is also that's so always fun. The funnest part. It's so yeah. fun it's doing the, the research. Part. I love it. I truly like. That's why whenever whenever like hey. Danny, you're into headphones, right? Like, yeah, hell yeah. Oh my god, that's let me such an let open, me like, go. Let me, let me ask rip. you. Let me ask you like ten questions. Yeah. What are you going to use them for? Is this your all in one? Do you need it for your desk? Is yeah. It, I was yeah. talking to someone at work, and they were like, they were, you know, just like normal work stuff of everyone being like, "Why do we all live? And what should I do with my life?" And I'm like, "Hey, man, I Loaded. don't know. Obviously, Loaded. like, yeah. no one knows what to do. I have no idea." Um. But I was like, you know, like I flirted with a million hobbies in my life. Like I've, you know, been all in on sports. I've been all in on theater. I've been all in on comedy. I've been all in on all sorts of shit. Video production. Like I've, I've had these like micro passions throughout my life. The only thing that is super consistent is the rush you get of researching those things. And learning about those things. And I'm like, oh, I think my hobby is just researching shit. That isn't actually help. Like, I don't ever research, like, science or, like, (laughs) math or, like, anything, like, that is traditionally research. But, like, you throw me a question of, you know, what's the, like, if someone says, yo, I got $100 to buy headphones. I'll, I will spend six hours looking at that yeah, for goes, someone else. There goes my workday. And absolutely blow out my Google ads. And then all I get <laughs> is the Hisense <laughs> TV that Cody Lindley bought on my recommendation. Yep. Uh, it won't stop following me. <laughs> well, I Worth look, every second. I was, I was adding links to the, uh, to the blog post uh, a couple weeks ago for the projectors. Mm-hmm. 
just nonstop projector ads now. Yeah. You know? I yeah, mean, yeah. it's it's starting to get better, but I was like, oh my God. I just clicked on a couple links, man. It's rough stuff. It is it is stuff. it is crazy. But uh, so to finish up, yeah. In the almost like a an anti internet community person. Yeah. Because we're our song of the week this week is Donkey's More Donkey More Problems. More Donkey More Problems. Which is Donkey's first official rap song for at least like a year or two. Um it's, he hasn't it's, it's been a couple years. Been yeah. doing a ton of music. But I thought it was a good like closer to this episode because of how Dunky has acted on the internet as the internet has changed. Um, yeah. Because I really think like, yeah, the song's fun. He's rapping. He's actually relatively proficient. He's, he's competent. He's very fun. He has good wordplay. His references are fun. Like he makes a F- Rebecca Black Friday reference. Yeah, yeah. it's like, so fun. It's he hilarious. references like his early YouTube, like where people truly thought he was a black man because his voice <laughs> is interesting and he's he's just a he's a very very white exactly what you would think a video a guy named video game donkey yeah, looks like yeah um but the thing about him is like he's done his thing his entire time on <clears throat> youtube yep and he hasn't really changed that much uh no and then he's also commented on how YouTube forces changes. Like there was like what in the summer this year, he was like, "I'm done making good videos." Oh yeah, the, oh that I'm, that was and such he did a like fun a, like two whole, weeks. Yeah, like no, it was like a month where like it was like a month. He long, would yeah. just like basically do what all the other YouTubers do, as good as them, but being sarcastic. It's so meta, and it was very meta, and like the they were getting a ton of views. Oh yeah, it was working. And then he just went back to his normal stuff which is like whatever he his he whatever he's passionate about. Like that's what Yeah, he it's does. literally it's literally there's no schedule. Mhm. It's like you you never no one knows what his next video is going to be on. No. Sometimes he'll review a video game. Yeah. And then sometimes it's a goofy review. It's not like a serious one. It's just like a random video. And sometimes he'll do like a super well thought out exploration of something yeah be it like i mean again i do think one of my favorite and what really got me into another research area that is useless to me like video game long form essays oh, on man. youtube Oof, love them they're so calming and relaxing uh but his difficulty in video games it's so good it's a really really good video and so he'll like it's and that's why i always watch his stuff now i don't usually watch all the way through when it's just him playing like a video game I'm not interested in. Um, but other than that, I'm going to, I'm still going to give the view. Like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna Cause I'm going to see if it's yeah. a video I like. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's one of those ones. Where you're just goofing off. Where you're goofing off. Yeah. And some of, sometimes it's goofs sometimes are, fun, are great, but sometimes, sometimes they're great. not. But yeah. So that's the track. It's a, uh, I don't know. Listen to it on YouTube. It's very goofy. Um, but it is fun. It's a fun listen. He's 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 also gotten a little bit better at his production. Like, oh, it still sounds like trash. A little bit better, but yeah, like, a little bit better though. But it's but I think that's part of the appeal too. Yes, it is. It is absolutely part of his appeal. Um, I mean, he even dropped a mixtape at one point of all the yeah. YouTube raps. And I songs mean, that he had put up. If you're gonna go into his back catalog of songs, maybe don't go too far. <laughs> no, I mean, go to 
uh, his remix of the 8-bit version of September. <laughs> that one that's is like, truly that's... hilarious. And there is someone, a fan edit YouTube video of like everything he says in like really bad like MS-DOS animation. Oh my God. Uh, it's very funny. And then also, of course, Bubber Ducky is amazing. Bubber Ducky's Bubber and Ducky 2. Bubber Ducky 2 is great. And then uh, my personal favorite, which is Bake Me a Cake, <laughs> which is three solid minutes of him just saying Bake Me a Cake in more and more intense ways. And it's truly hilarious. Uh, very funny. Um, speaking of old YouTube, I also started rewatching some Bo Burnham from 15 years ago. Oh, my God. Do you know that 15 years ago, I don't like I've been watching stuff Bo Burnham has done for 15 years. He's our age. He's accomplished so much. That's see, that's the thing. There's always someone better than you at everything. Yep. On the internet. Yep. And at this point in my life, I'm like, at least Bo Burnham seems to. He hasn't gotten got yet. Donkey seems fine. Yeah. Like you know, they're doing the those those two things better than I'll ever be able to. So they got it. They got that market cornered. They got it. They got it. And they're crushing it. Hey. Well. Here's our we'll corner. See. We'll see. We have a little carved out corner on the like a yeah there's barely anybody doing curb. tech podcasts so <laughs> not like <laughs> us though man it's not saturated podcasts aren't done no okay there's still plenty of space for podcasts right that, that's why so many keep popping up because a lot enough of them survive enough of them survive that yours a shot that you're there's alive. always a shot and so. as wayne gretzky says shoot oh this is uh to score. We're getting quite meta with <laughs> Pretty the sure. detail end here. Pretty sure what he says. It's, it's Is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Frank Thomas says, let me hit that ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clipping that. I'm sending that to White Sox Twitter. They're, oh, man. I'm gonna either going to get roasted or they're going to love it. That's what he says. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a quote. It's just a quote. I didn't hey, make Frank it Thomas, do you say that? You do say that. He's a big boy. <laughs> uh, he could swing my head clean yeah. off. <laughs> Both of us in one fell swoop. Yeah, that'd be for cool. Sure. How'd you die? Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Hit and, and me we're the ones telling that story. We're the ones telling that story. In I in heaven. <laughs> no, post simulation. Oh yeah, whatever. Once we get Same thing. yanked and janked. We're, we're gonna call it. We here. should probably call we're it here, call yeah. It. It's it's getting out of control. Okay, bye. Bye.